Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Secrets of Supermom show. I am thrilled to be starting interviews with so many amazing supermoms. You guys are going to die as all of these start to come out because they are just blowing me away. So I am absolutely grateful to be starting with someone who is just fantastic. She is stellar. Morgan Seaman is a master certified life coach and helps high performing corporate moms who feel torn between the responsibilities of motherhood and career make decisions from a place of confidence and starting to feel empowered again. So today uh, we are super lucky to have Morgan here talking all about sustainable self-care for moms. So we're going to talk about what it is, what it really isn't, where busy moms tend to struggle, and then how to avoid the should storm that moms often get stuck inside. And make sure you stick around until the end because she has a free challenge that I know you guys are going to love, love, love. I've done one of her challenges before and they are so good, so good. So before we get to the interview today, I must tell you, if you are listening in real time, like when this comes out, the doors close for my new program, The Super Mom System, tonight. Yes, tonight. So if you've been on the fence about it, if you've been thinking, oh, I don't know if that's right for you, for me, I don't know if I really will get enough out of it, I'm not sure if I can afford it, I'm not sure if it's time, it's time. Listen, y'all, it is time. If you are looking for purposeful happiness, alignment in your work and with your family, and accountability, it is time to join us. You can go to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash enroll to check it all out, and I cannot wait to see you inside. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show. I am so excited that we are starting with guests. So I, before I introduce you to Morgan, I need to tell you how we met. So Morgan and I were in a group together and we had connected online and we, you know, on Facebook, it'll be like, you have a friend in common. And so it said we had this friend in common. And this was like a friend that both of us, you know, talked to. And we thought, oh, this is so strange. So I reached out to said friend And she had been saying, oh my goodness, I wanted to connect you guys. I thought you guys would really hit it off. And she said, so fun that you found each other and hit it off. We did y'all. We have had so much fun talking, bouncing things off of each other. Um, She is not only a phenomenal human, but she lives in Austin, my favorite place. I lived there for almost over four years and would love to go back. And so now I have even more reason to go there. Uh, and I really cannot wait to get to give, I told Morgan, I'm going to give you a giant bear hug when I meet you in person for real. So can't wait to meet her in person, but super, super excited to welcome Morgan to the show today. Morgan. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Hello. Hello. I am so, so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're doing this. Um, as Lori mentioned, when we met, it was like a Kevin Bacon degrees of separation because as we unpeel the layers we realized not only that we had this friend in common but that our lives and trajectories and even the industry in which we worked and have spent the majority of our careers was so similar so we were destined to meet and I love the work that you're doing and the help that you're giving to 
busy moms who, who rule the world. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, and, and yes, we totally, we worked in the same industry. We didn't even know it. It was, uh, it was meant to be obviously. So, all right, Morgan, please tell us about you. Tell us about your family. Okay. Well, I am who I am because of my family. So I'll start there. I'm a mom. I've got two kiddos. They are going into first and fourth grade. So this is a big, big year for us. They um, look exactly like me. So people wonder how I cloned myself. Uh, I don't know. It was an amazing miracle. Um, And they are funny and independent and kind and compassionate. And so to the world, I say, watch out because there are some amazing um, girls and women coming up. Um, I have been married for almost 15 years, almost 15 years, for 15 years. Our anniversary <laughs> was two weeks ago. We ah! celebrated by getting uh, COVID tests, which were negative, which who would have thought that um, that's the season we'd be in. Um, I have a passion for helping people. I have a degree in psychology, went into clinical research, worked and worked and worked and climbed the ladder, had my kids loved my work, did not always love the way that I felt and realized that sometimes I was my own barrier and that sometimes I made things a lot harder than they needed to be. And when I realized that and started working on that in myself, um, I found a spark that was in me long ago when I initially went into psychology and decided to pivot and transition into a business where I could work with women Uh, full-time and help them realize that life doesn't have to be as hard as sometimes we make it. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. It is so true. And it can be so hard, right? When we're trying to balance and juggle and do so many things. Um, So today uh, I know that you talk lots of things you work with, you to work with busy moms, you work with moms going back into the workforce. Uh, But today we're going to talk specifically about sustainable self-care. And I know that I've even gotten to do some work with you about self-care. So tell us what is sustainable self-care? Sustainable self-care at its core is getting back to the simplicity of taking care of ourselves. So when I think about self-care, I like to think about not only what it is, but what it isn't. I think we are bombarded every day with messages from the media and um, the celebrities that we follow on Instagram and and Facebook with what self-care should be. It is, you know, luxurious and pampering and time with friends and spa days. And for me, that might be part of it, but at its core, self-care is truly taking care of yourself and taking an active role in your own happiness and well-being. It is not the time-intensive, expensive, indulgent message or image that we get from so many external sources. It is simple and it's not always pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like your definition of self-care is really in line with like what I call in the book rest, right? It's we're talking about rest. We're talking about taking care of yourself. We're not talking about necessarily like a bubble bath, which I think is terrible and would never want to do. Um, (laughs) right. So it is, it is really being able to take five minutes, even for yourself, being able to take that time and make sure that you are mentally well, physically well, so that you can be the best mom you can. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And self-care isn't always about the doing. In fact, it's often in, in not doing and stepping away from that action line and the busy, busy, busy. I mean, sometimes the greatest form of self-care that we can, can give to ourselves is saying no or stepping away and stepping back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's totally true. And I think, so, you know, moms always say, I'm so busy. I don't have time for self-care right? I I'm so busy. How could I possibly work in one more thing to take care of myself? So tell me what, when those moms come to you and they're, you know, you're sitting down to coach or you're, you know, they're asking you in a group that you're maybe presenting to, what do you Mm -hmm. tell them? Mm -hmm. I tell them first, you're not alone. That's the family feud. Number one survey says re a barrier to self-care is the thought that we don't have time. And the hard truth is that we do have time we do, it's really changing our mindset or working on our mindset about what do I think self-care is? What does self-care look like for me? Uh, With some of my clients, we've actually looked at their full 24 hour day, every single thing that they do in that 24 hours. And it's amazing where we can find five minutes here, 10 minutes here. So It's not that we don't have time for self-care. It's that we don't have time for self-care the way that we think self-care should be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so true that like even five minutes, right? Five minutes here is you could find, you could do something in that five minute bucket. Tell me, um, like if a mom says, okay, I only have five minutes, what should I do? And, and you're like, uh, you know, what should, what should you do? What do you tell them if they just have tiny bits of time, what kinds of things do you recommend for them? I think one of the most valuable pieces of advice that I got for that short time, it's a three minute exercise. It's taking three minutes to transition. I was talking with a counselor once about how I was just going in and out of roles and felt so overwhelmed. And she said, when you walk in the door from your job, job to your mom job, what happens in between there? And I said, well, nothing. I just go straight in with all my bags. And, and she said, take three minutes, sit in the car, take three minutes, turn your phone off, simply sit and breathe and allow yourself to transition. And so for a woman who has very limited time and who can find three minutes, take those three minutes to transition from one role to the next. I think that is such a valuable reset. Oh, I love that. And what I love is being intentional with that right now, when a lot of us are still working from home, because I have heard moms and dads. So this is not just for you guys, you super moms that are listening, but for the super dads too, right? They have said to all of us, Hey, that time that I got into my car and I drove yeah. my 30 minutes home. That was my reset. I might listen to a podcast. Maybe I just blasted music or maybe I sat there mm-hmm. complete silence and had that transition time. And now I'm sitting in my office. I might've been yelling at my kids all day long, mm-hmm. off and on if they're home doing homeschooling. And now work is over, door is open. And I am now parenting again. And it's just overwhelming to go immediately into that. So I love that saying, okay, I'm going to shut down my laptop. And I'm going to give myself three minutes and I'm just going to take that 
And then I'm going to go be mom and I'm going to be able to do that much better because I've got that time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think the other thing, Lori, about, you know, that objection, if I don't have time to self for self-care and the mindset is looking into our lives and into ourselves for areas where we are already doing it and that overcoming the entropy, right? I think exercise is a great example. Someone says, well, I can't exercise. I don't, I don't exercise. Well, have you lifted your baby and a baby carrier every single day for a year when they were huge and growing and taking them into daycare? You're exercising. And so when you can break down this big concept of self-care into its littler pieces, you'll realize there are some things that you are already doing. You may already be a self-care expert and not even realizing it. If you brushed your teeth this morning, you did something to take care of yourself. So you can climb that mountain because it's not as big as we're making it in our minds. Yes. It's all about the way, right? Perspective. We, and the perspective is I never take care of myself. Then you feel like you never take care of yourself. Whereas if the perspective is, I do a great job caring for myself because I brush my teeth every day and maybe I shower mm-hmm. every day, or maybe yeah. I, I, you know, I make sure my kids are clean <laughs> occasionally, <Yeah. laughs> whatever it is. We, uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so tell me, um, I wanted to ask you about what moms get wrong. Like what, when people are saying, I, you know, I've been trying to work in self-care and it's just not working. What are they not getting right? That's a great question. I think there are two things. I think the first is the comparison game is comparing what they can do or where they can incorporate self-care and comparing that to what everybody else is doing, getting bogged down in these images, like you said, of somebody in a bubble bath, like maybe that's not, um, restorative at all. And suddenly when we compare what we can do and what we want our own needs to what everybody else is doing, it's easy to think I'm not doing it right. Or I don't actually have time for that, or I don't want to do that. And the other is this all or nothing thinking that there's a right way or a wrong way to do it or to practice self-care. And that if I don't have time to do like the big thing, like the girls weekend in Napa, I don't have the time or the resources, then I just can't do anything at all. So again, it's that mindset of what is self-care to you and acknowledging and recognizing that it's a spectrum. It's different for everybody. And your needs today might be very different than your needs on a Saturday or the first day of school or, Mm. you know, around the holidays. Yes. No, I, the comparison, I, I love that. I mean, I think for sure, it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people and what Mm. I, um, you know, I say what other people are doing is none of your business, right? Like it doesn't matter what they're doing and stuff that might be. So I love to read. You all know that, right? I, I love to read books. That is, if I even have 15 minutes, that is super restorative to me, but I know friends that absolutely hate reading. It is like, even if it's a book that they might kind of like, they just hate it. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. they could listen to it, maybe, you know, but that's just not so for that self-care for me would be torturous to them. Mm -hmm. And there are other things, right? Like that could, there could be a whole lot of things. So it doesn't, you don't need to be doing what everyone else is doing. And then I love the all or nothing um, piece too. You know, if I don't have an hour a day, then my five minutes isn't worth it. Well, maybe five minutes, maybe that five minutes was all you needed. You know, Mm -hmm. I think for me, some days five minutes is, it might be all I have, but some days it really is all I need. 
I just needed to take that one minute and go, okay, do some quick breathing. And now I feel like a million bucks and I'm off to the races again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. So we, when you first introduced yourself, you talked about the hustle and the grind and the running and, you know, Mm -hmm. you, the, the industry that we work in is that it's that kind you do, you run hard and, um, and it's really fun, but it's really, it can be a lot. So when you started to make this change, when you started Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself, when you started to take a step back and say, wait a minute, is this what I really want? What biggest change did you have personally? Um, when you did that? That is a great question. I think for me, I was able to find my voice again, professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. When I realized that I had a choice and that I um, didn't have to think of self-care like everybody else thought of it. And for me, realized that sometimes self-care was saying yes when I meant yes and no when I meant no. I am, was much more empowered to do so. And so I gained a lot of confidence and security in being able to say, I need to check my calendar before I commit to that or choosing to close my office door right now and take five minutes to kind of reset where I am before I respond to an email isn't going to be at the detriment of my client. It's actually going to benefit us both. Yes. So it sounds like, uh, like self-care didn't give you necessarily relaxation though. It may have, it gave you confidence and security. And it sounds like boundaries, really nice, solid boundaries. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And boundaries are a huge part of self-care. Maybe one of the most challenging parts of it because it's not fun. I mean, boundaries aren't fun and sexy and exciting. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be like, Woo-hoo. I set a boundary today. Like it's like, Ooh, yee, that was, yeah. that's, that's kind of big. Yeah. No. Oh, I know. You know, that later you might be, you might give that yeah. woohoo, but right exactly. now it's hard. It, 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 it is, it's hard to say no. And you know, there are those of us that are people pleasers. There are yeah. those of us that really, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, they are, you know, there are those of us that, that, want to do things for other people, want to help our kids, want to get involved. And then we get so far into it. We realize, oh my goodness, now where am I? And you've lost yourself entirely. Right. Yeah, exactly. So true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to switch a little bit because I, there's something I love that you say, and I want (laughs) you to tell us about it. So you talk about the should storm. So listen to my saying should storm. I want to know what is that and why is it important for self-care? Okay. The should storm that I talk about is getting stuck in those shoulds. So when you find yourself in a moment of ponderance and thinking, what should I do? What would a good mom do? A good dog, a good mom would do this. A good employee would do this. I think I should clean the house. I think I should pick up my kids early. I think I should work late. Is any of that your own voice? You know, who the trouble with should is that should is often laden with judgment. When you are telling yourself, I should, or even when you're telling someone else, you really should do this. It is your idea or someone else's idea of what 
you need to be doing. Um, there's really no room in the middle. You either should do it or you shouldn't. So there's a way to make a right choice or a wrong choice. And it often represents someone else's beliefs. This is one of the very, very first things that I worked on when I started working with a coach because I didn't even realize how often I was saying should. And I would do the double whammy of I should just, which is like, oh my gosh, <laughs> giving everybody else all, all, all the power that I have, if that were even possible. So a should storm is when you get stuck in that, when you are in that place of self-judgment and self-doubt because you're wondering what you should do because of what somebody else may expect you to do. It is about those expectations that may not even be your own. Yeah. I feel like, so I certainly can uh, relate to getting stuck in a should storm, right? Like a lot. And I feel like my husband does not relate to that. Like he doesn't feel like he should do anything. Right. He's like, no, I I either am going to do that because I want to, or because, you know, maybe my career relies on it. So I do Mm -hmm. choose to do that, but he just doesn't feel like he should do anything. And I feel like sometimes that that's common across where this is women struggle with this should storm more, you know, more than our male counterparts at work or more than our husbands or spouses, partners. Um, and, and I wonder why that is sometimes. Right. But then I think that, you know, women as women, we do take on a whole heck of a lot. And then all of a sudden we think that it's all things we should be doing instead of, instead of our choice. Right. Exactly. I I do think that it there, you know, there it's probably happens across, you know, men and women, moms and dads. I agree with you that women are much more challenged with this. And I think that there are a different set of expectations on women as parents um, in the corporate world, as we're, you know, trying to break the glass ceiling. I mean, I've never heard my husband talk about breaking the glass ceiling and <laughs> no, very few, if any people asked him, you know, Oh, how are you going to handle school during, uh, during the pandemic? It was not a question that most men were asked. It was the women, the moms, the yeah. sisters, the aunts. And so, when it comes to those shoulds in self-care, again, we go to the comparison, you know, well, she's doing that. So I should do that. Or I should put my family first. So I don't have time for self-care. And if we break down should, what I like to do when I find myself in the middle of a should storm is take a beat and reframe it. And everywhere I'm using should ask myself, is that something Uh, that I could do? Is it something that I would like to do? Is it something that I would love to do? Mm. And that helps me check myself and understand where those expectations are coming from. And sometimes I realize I actually do want to do it. And the rub is that I'm telling myself that I should, and I don't like it when somebody tells me that I have to do something or that I should do something because I want it to be my choice. Yes, absolutely. No, I, yes. Cause yeah, I, I was just thinking that like, sometimes it, it only feels bad because you feel like you should do it. And actually you want to yeah. do it. Like right. if I would just twist this around and be like, guess what I get to do, it would be amazing. So yes, I, I love it. Okay. Morgan, I have loved every second of this. Um, but I do want to ask you two questions that we're going to ask every single guest. Okay. So we're starting with you. Number one, when do you feel most like a super mom? Uh, 
truth be told, Lori prepped me on this. And this is the awesome question. I really had to think about it. There are two times. Uh, One is when my daughters see me prioritizing myself. So if I come home from a run and they say like, wow, you're so sweaty. I'm like, yes, I am. That's great that you noticed that I did that for me. Um, the other time is when we have those moments where we are all just in the moment, free without expectations, those dance parties where we're just kind of unabashed in the moment The you know, breaking out laughter in the car, the silly songs that we sing when I am really at peace and, um, just feel the joy of living in the moment without the expectations of everything else. Oh, I love, love those answers. Love, love, love. They give me tears to my eyes a little bit. Cause I can Aww. think about those moments to me yes, for my family. Right. I love that. Um, okay. And then my last question, what is one small step? So when we first started the podcast, we promised that every single episode, we would say one small thing you can do right now today to apply the, t- the content from this, from this episode. So what's mm-hmm. one small step busy moms can do today to get started. I would say, take those three minutes find three minutes in your life, in your hectic, busy day, whether it's a weekday or a weekend and take three minutes to transition. It is restorative. It is needed. And you will walk into wherever you are going next, whatever role it is with a different perspective. I love it. I love it. And I hope that y'all do that. I hope you do it. I'm doing it for sure. Um, so, and it's Friday and we're the the day that we're recording. So it's a perfect day to do it. So that is awesome. Okay. Morgan, how can the listeners find you online? How can they find you? And then tell us any big things you have coming up. Okay. I am hanging out on Instagram these days. So that's probably the best place to connect with me. And you can find me. My handle is uh, this empowered mom also on LinkedIn. So that's another fun place to find me. And of course my website, which is www.thisempoweredmom.com. And I'm super excited to be launching a seven day sustainable self-care challenge on Monday, August 16th. So it's right in time for those of us in Austin to have our kids go back to school, time to really focus on ourselves. And it'll be simple, bite-sized, actionable self-care practices that you can incorporate into your life. Like we're talking 15 minutes a day. Um, so mindset it. work strategies. And I'm so excited to get back into this and offer it. And it's totally free. So that's on my website um, as well under self-care challenge. Oh, perfect. Okay. So we're going to put all those links in the show notes. If you guys awesome. want to go there, we'll put all those links there. Um, and I have done Morgan's challenges in the past and they're amazing. So oh, if you amazing. are thinking about self-care, this is for you. I, um, you will not regret it. You will love her challenges. She, she does a fantastic job. So Morgan, thank you for being here today. Thank you for meeting with me. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. Big hug y'all. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.